everyone, welcome back to Adulting Decoded, where we discuss the ins and outs and the ups and downs of adulting. I'm Perlene Guillaume. I'm Sabrina Bonanay. And we are here to help you decode adulting. All right, so Sabrina, we're back. Another episode. Another episode. I'm excited. (laughs) And we have a good one for you guys. But before we get to that, we are going to go into some new programming. Okay, so we're going to talk about some tools and some things that we've uh, read about or uh, heard about that might be useful to you guys in your efforts to adult and decode. Sabrina, what you got? So in efforts to um, really continue the conversation about finances um, that we had a full episode about, and we'll, I mean, we'll have ongoing episodes about financing, mm-hmm. I wanted to introduce our decoders to worldofmoney.org. Now, this is an organization that is um, that has a, the purpose to teach young people about finances. I mean, everything about finances from budgeting to building wealth um, and all things like that. And you can find them um, at worldofmoney.org. Um, That's the name of the organization. They have an Instagram page as well as a website. And we're going to provide that link on our Instagram page for our parents particularly to check that out um to introduce their young people or their children rather to financing so young as in not me no not you (laughs) but no we can all learn i mean we're we're it's it's an ongoing journey right so we can all learn so no not not everyone let send the children and then let them teach you exactly there you go um okay so in my uh what i found for you decoders for new programming is Uh, Just an announcement, really. It's about this new online bank, the first online bank uh, called Greenwood. It is a Black-owned bank. And, um, you know, we're just highlighting it because it is a bank that's specifically geared for Black and Latinx um, businesses and and individuals to give us uh, more opportunities to expand our finances and our wealth and to tap into opportunities that sometimes mainstream banks and um, financial organizations may not give us. So it's called Greenwood Bank. Um, You can go online and look into it. They have a a couple of pretty cool initiatives like um, something called Pay It Forward where they feed five meals to a family through Gooder um, when you create an account. They donate to nonprofits all the time. Um, And they also have small business grants um, where every month they give $10,000 to a black or Latinx business. So if that that doesn't sound good, I don't know what does. Look into that. So there's your new programming. Hopefully you use that to help you to, you know, just get to that next level adulting. If you use any of them, let us know. Send us, you know, your feedback. Tell us how great it is. And once again, give us all the credit. Cool. <laughs> okay, so Perlene, what are we decoding today? Okay, so today we're decoding um, a subject called follow your passion. Um, and so this sounds to me kind of, I sometimes when I hear follow your passion, it sounds a little um, up in the air, like someone, you know, saying something that doesn't really have a tangible meaning right. in life. Um, it could come off that way. But I wanted to talk about it because I think it is really important in terms of adulting because 
I feel like you're not really a full human being or you're not a full person if you're not looking for things that make your life better right. in a lot of different ways. Absolutely. You know, we've had episodes on, you know, the imposter syndrome, on finances. And so I think this is also important to talk about in terms of how are you living your best life? What are you doing to live your best life? And I think following your passion falls under that umbrella. Right. Yeah. And I, I have to be honest, this is a conversation that kind of brings up a great deal of anxiety for me because when I think of following your passion, it gives me pause because I'm just in my mind like, oh my gosh, what is my passion? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's part of my adulting journey, right? Because I, I really feel like over time I've had to kind of ask myself, what is your passion? What is your, what are you passionate about? Mm -hmm. And kind of develop an understanding of what it means to follow your passion. What does that even mean? Exactly. And we're going to decode that today. And we have a special guest with us, another number one decoder, um, who's going to help decode that with us. So we have Victorious on the line. Hello, Victorious. Hey, hey, what's going on? Hi, how are you? Welcome, welcome. I'm well. It's an honor to be here, as they say. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So we have, uh, so let let me tell you a little about um, Victorious so you know why he should be having this conversation with us, because he definitely should. Um, So Victorious DaCosta is a native Brooklynite who's dedicated his life to healing his community Um, through different means um, and activities. And the one that he's pursuing right now that he's doing amazing work in is as a filmmaker. So um, uh, Victorious is a former DJ who made his his directorial debut with a a film called Digging for Weldon Irving. And it's a amazing documentary about Weldon Irving. If you've never... Um, if you haven't checked it out, make sure you do. But it focuses on the joint paradigms of artist identity and mental wellness. He's also a proud producer of Yusef Hawkins' Storm Over Brooklyn, which is an HBO documentary film. And um, he has other films that he's currently developing, including an untitled documentary about the legendary um, Motown group, The Four Tops and a short doc about the rising rate of black youth and suicide. Mm -hmm. So his work is covering a lot of topics that are very relevant to our community, very relevant to our our lives, very impressive. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and he's someone that has, in my opinion, um, done what we are talking about. He has used his work to follow a passion um, and to highlight, issues that we should be focused on. So welcome again. Thank you. That that was great. I feel welcome. (laughs) Good. Um, So, okay. So first of all, let's just talk about what this lofty term of following your passion means to each of us. Enough for us to have a whole conversation on it. Right. Um, Okay. Sabrina, I think you should start. (laughs) So let me be honest. Like, I really can recall very few times in my life where I've honestly said to myself, like, what am I passionate about? Mm -hmm. Um, And the reason why that's 
giving me great trouble now is that if if I'm asking that now, what 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 was leading me all this time, right? Mm-hmm. Like what what is what is my decision making? Why have I taken the the paths that I've taken if I am not led by passion? And I think it's because passion caused me to be the idea of being passionate to me is not has not always been something that's positive. Okay. Okay. I think when when I think of someone who is led by their passion, I think of someone who's willing to take risks. I think of someone who is, um, you know, you know, I I don't know where that comes from. I don't know. I I mean, when you think about you think about crimes of passion, right? <laughs> I th- <laughs> I think to myself like. Is this someone who was who's living in some type of like aloof, you know, um, setting where um, they're not they're not making decisions with um, with security in mind? Okay. And it it you know I think of passionate people are people who are impulsive and maybe sometimes selfish, mm-hmm. and I think that's where that that's a place where I was coming from. Mm -hmm. And I think I was living more on, you know, expectation. I was coming from a perspective of this is what's expected of me and I can only follow that road. Mm -hmm. And I think in my adulting journey, that definition has changed for me where I align passion more with purpose. Okay. Right. So that's kind of been a, a journey that I've kind of had to, you know, navigate in my own adulting journey okay and victorious what about you what do you think of when you hear the term or you think of following your passion well i um i always like to find a way to interject that i studied latin when i was a kid (laughs) and uh for six long years um so passion right it comes from a word and I hope I had the pronunciation right. It's been a long time, but uh, pasus is a participle, it means to suffer, mm-hmm. right? And um, in, in modern English, passion one of the definitions is like a strong and almost uncontrollable emotion, right? And and so when I think about following passion, uh, I, I do think of it uh, it's the things or the thing in the moment that. I have no choice but to do. Right? Mm. Um, like a calling. Uh, it, it, could, it could be a calling, you know, it was more so an urging, mm. right? Um, I, I think that in terms of purpose, I think purpose might be a calling, you know? But as my mother always said, all I got to do is stay black and die, right? That's <laughs> my purpose. And my purpose here is to experience and and you know, if I am able to contribute to the society of humans, that's a good thing, and that is part of of my purpose that I, I might be called to or call myself to. But within that, I still can follow a passion. So, like, let's say in that context of social service, you have a brother named Emery Douglas. Emery Douglas was um, pretty much he was an artist, and he was a Black Panther, and he was 
he was um, responsible for the artwork found in the BPP newspaper, you know, the infamous pig drawings. That was all him and other things, mm-hmm. you know. And so he was revolutionary and served the people, and that was his calling and his purpose. But he, the art was his passion, mm-hmm. and he found a way to blend those two things. And um, I, I think it, it is um, a joy when a person is able to blend their purpose and their passion, you know, blend their everyday life with their passion whether it be their job or the way they do their job so these are some of the the thoughts that come to mind in terms of passion i i love that because i think that to me that kind of sums up my idea of, of following your passion where i think it is definitely taking a talent or a skill or something that you have and then using it for some kind of meaningful purpose. Mm-hmm. I think not just, you know, saying I have an interest in this, I like to do that, I love to roller skate, you know, so I'm, I'm passionate about that. But maybe, mm-hmm. you know, then trying to find a way that you can then use that to make that um, purposeful. And you're not just, you know, you know, like your example, you know, you can have a skill, but is that your purpose? Right. Is that what you're going to use to make a difference in the world? Is that what you're going to use to make a difference in your own life? Because, you know, it's to me, it's outward and it's inward as well, because uh, the reasons for following a passion, because if you I think if you want that outward development and making the world into a place that you want to be in it, it it can't hurt to follow a purpose, you know, and to, to have your passion drive that purpose. And it also internally, it definitely can't hurt for you to feel all of the benefits, all the warm and fuzzies that come with, you know, doing something that you love and doing something that you know is also going to be beneficial. Yeah. So, you know, so I think, you know, I, and I definitely don't disagree with you, Sabrina, in terms of like, yeah, it can have that effect of maybe if you thought about it in, in a different way, it's thinking to yourself, oh, you know, pa- following your passion sounds like something impulsive. It sounds like something scary. But why do you think, and I know I'm, I'm not the only one that thinks that, or you're not the only one that thinks that. So to, to the room, um, you know, whoever wants to answer it, what do you think is the reason that that would be um, the approach for some people or the thought pattern on when, you know, the idea of following your passion actually comes up. So, um, I think for people like me who come to this, this point in life where you're asking the question now, what is my passion? It, it also surrounds this feeling of what, what is that thing that gets me up in the morning, right? Because at this age, I feel like I'm, I'm questioning life decisions. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my job and I'm saying, oh, am I really happy here? I'm looking at my life and saying, you know, how can I live my best life? And I think for the person who lives passionately, who is led by that, that strong feeling, that sense of urgency, I wonder if they have those moments in their lives, right? Like, do they wake up one day and say, wait a minute, hold on. I'm, I'm not living my, I'm not living up my passion. I haven't been following my passion or, um, or do people like me who have a hard time pinpointing or understanding what their passion is? Do, do they, you know, do they follow a different roadmap so that, that's different for me. I think my passion now 
has developed or that that's a side of me that's taking longer to develop. Whereas I, w- I wasn't paying attention to my passion in my 20s. And um, looking back now, or maybe I, I was led by something and I just didn't recognize it as my passion. You know, maybe that's what it is. But um, I, I realize now as an adult, I've changed my view on that and have a great time. You know, I, I spend a lot of time thinking about that. Uh, question. You said that um, in your 20s, you weren't really paying attention to your passions. And, and by that, you mean that you didn't know what they were or you, or you knew what they were, but you were focused on other stuff. I think I didn't know what they were or I didn't know how to identify it. You know, I, I don't think I do. Why do you think that was? Why, like at that stage in your life, especially because when I think of like a 20 something year old, especially these young ones, these 20 something year olds, I think of people who have nothing but passion. You know, they find a cause, they're on, you know, they're, a lot of them anyway, some of them are still right. not doing nothing. But, you know, but a lot of them do are way more involved in things that are serving others and serving themselves as right. well. And I think of, and I think a reason that I may not, or you may not have had that at that age, is maybe a good deal um, of upbringing. Right. Where... You know, um, you know, coming from where both come, we're all coming from these um, these immigrant families. You know, like you know these West Indian bring, upbringings, and I definitely think that plays a part when you're, you know, when you said it before. <laughs> <laughs> when you know, uh, you know, you have people in your life who are guiding you, your role models, your parents, whoever, and they're kind of, um, you know, I wouldn't say kindly, not giving you the space to to figure out what you're passionate about. Right. And, you know, maybe they're focused on other things because that's their mentality. That's their mind state. That's what they um, were taught themselves. And so it may be it may have been hard for us to even think, you know, what 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 do I find to be a meaningful pursuit for myself? Like, what am I interested in? What do I love doing? What do I want to do to leave um, a mark? On this world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Did mm-hmm. you do you feel like you had, um, in order for you to get to your your career as a filmmaker and and using that tool, um, mm-hmm. did you feel like you had um, a hurdle or a roadblock in 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 that way or any way, Victorious? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I had a, a lot of roadblocks. I mean, as you know, I, I didn't start off as a filmmaker. Um, and I wouldn't even say that filmmaking is my passion. Uh, I do my passion is tied to storytelling, mm. um, and so I was able to do that in a lot of ways. And just to double back, you know, I, I think purpose, um, meaning, passion, dreams—I think these are all different things, right? Mm-hmm. And um, how I feel about passion is that. There are times in your life you might not have a passion. Like when we talk about the college years, you know, um, I went in, you know, to Morehouse in, in the 90s and a lot of things were going on down there, but that wasn't the majority of people. You know, most kids was going to class. You know what I'm saying? Right. It might have been the, from three, four people, you know, on campus that was really, you know, doing th- different things. 
you know, or maybe you had one sorority here, fraternity there, you had a team and everything, but most people were just, just doing their, their schoolwork, and, you know, and, and I think that a lot of times when people aren't able to recognize um, what their passion might be, it might be suppressed, like you said, by, by family or society, right? Um, that happens a lot in and outside the household, but a lot of times it also is like looking at your neighbor's paper, you know, <laughs> like passions. Passions don't all got to be fly, you know what I mean, and right. fun and all that. Like, we'll be passionate about school. I mean, talking to two attorneys, I mean, you know, uh, you bring something about taking risk, like, as a, <laughs> as a high school graduate, you know what I'm saying, as some college person myself, like, it's a hell of a risk to, you know, to, uh, for my language, to, to do college and law school and, you know, that, that that's risk-taking within itself. And right. I think that we look at people, oh, he flies kites. Oh, what's my passion? Like, <laughs> right, you are right. a normal cyst, <laughs> you know? Right. And, and it takes something, because as, as I think, as you both know, it takes more than smarts, right? right Whatever right. that's supposed to mean, to, to do, you know, great things in the scientific realm, and intellectual realm, right? And that that is that that spirit, you know, you, you how they have the the famous look to the left of you look, look to the right of you you know that person won't be there it's not because they didn't have you know the so-called wits but it's just a, a certain drive right, right. A certain drive did not allow you to stop and so a lot of times it's about appreciating uh your passion and as a person you know i'm a hustler you know and i i, I was passionate you know about music I, I still am and and i always try to incorporate my my passion into how i make money it don't always work, but you know it's a romanticized lifestyle. Like he's always going, he's always doing something, he's always blah blah blah, you know. But you remember the root word, you know, suffer, right? Right. And th there is this thing where we, in society, for the past I don't know 40, 50 years, we we just really demoralize people who are satisfied with life, mm. and to be satisfied with life and to be satisfied with where one is in life, that is a blessing, right? You know, it might not be within someone to, to be restless about, I gotta keep on, I'll tell you something, the films that I do, all my films are good, I did seven, they, they're all great, right? And they they weren't, cause it was like good ideas, it was like some stuff on my, on my I was burning up inside. I had to get it out, mm. you know? And if I didn't get it out, you know, I don't know what would happen. I don't know what would happen. You know, I might explode. You know what I'm saying? And, and so in, in that essence, that there is no mistaking um, a passion. It's not like, you know, you can you can think up a dream, right? And you, you could figure out a purpose, you know, but when you have, if you have a thing that is burning up inside of you and you just cannot exist, you know, if you don't manifest how you feel about this thing, then, you know, that's okay. Right. And and that you might not be passionate about anything right now. But if I know a lot of parents who are passionate about their children, that, yes. that's the, I don't know the biggest passion I could think of all day, you know, <laughs> but outside looking in, you know, so so that, that's how I feel about, you know, passions. Um, but in, in terms of obstacles, just trying to find the time to do what I was passionate about. Um, and make money, right? So mm -hmm. I've worked nine to five for, oh, shoot. I mean, I worked since I was 13. So I've worked nine to five a long time. And so uh, the obstacle is like, how much money can I put into this passion? 
right. you know, um, how much money can I put into the community or friends, right. you know, and how, you know, <laughs> I'll say it again, friends, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I own or give, you know, and, um, and how much, you know, could I eat with and all that. So that definitely was an obstacle. Um, and working on my two last films, uh, Digging for World Intervene, which I directed and produced, and Storm Over Brooklyn, which I was a producer of. You know, I had an ailing mother, who, uh, who, which I was a uh, her co-caregiver. And um, with that, I mean, half of both of those films were filmed in her home. You know, I edited Digging for World Intervene from her hospital bed, you know, and, and I, I was driven to try to finish it before she died, and I didn't. Right. That ain't nothing I'm gonna wish on somebody. Have that feeling. Right. You know, tie yourself worth in, in, in a in a in an emotion that that's fleeting. You know, especially you know in in this world. So, I, w I would say that you have this thing they say called living the dream, right? And sometimes you know we we forget that just like every job, you know, you get the job, you pray for it. Girl, hope I get the job. You know, you wear your Sunday's best and. <laughs> And then, you know, six months later, it's like you're on the phone in the middle of the day. And you're like, I hate these people. You know, right. so it's kind of like, <laughs> like, damn this job. Like, oh. All right, Wednesday. You got hired on Wednesday. It's hump day. You know, so it's kind of like, you know, appreciate that, you know, you might be one of the people who are actually living their dream and living their passion and just simply forgot about that. Right. You know, and there are people who ain't done none of that, right? right? Who ain't doing no film, you know? They ain't, you know, uh, they're not an attorney. They're not, you know, in their mind, they are nothing, right? And I don't even mean imposter syndrome, right? People who we like, say, well, what's up? They be like, I'm here. And that's that's really what they mean. That's all they really have. Right, that's, that's all, just yeah. state you know? of so, existing. Mm -hmm. Right, and and that's that's bliss or nirvana or, you know, all that type of stuff where you can just really appreciate so me, I, I I live for the day, right, that that these fires are put out, you know, but since, you know, I, I tend to think that along with my warrior spirit, that there's a, a, a griot spirit and I come from a long line of them, you know, I, I think this might be it for me, that storytelling is the way. And so I work hard so I can get money to sustain myself so I don't have to... Uh, operate on any particular schedule mm -hmm. as far as my passion. And right. if one day I, I, I might want to have a sad day and I do nothing, or I might, you know, have a spurt of happy days and do things three days in a row, but without money, you know, big obstacle, you know, I have to keep on going on someone else's schedule. And so that that's a big thing, you know? Yeah. So but yeah, you know, that, that's my that's my thoughts about you know the passions and the, all that stuff. So that leads me that leads me to a question. Um, you know, part of me feels that you know you you've been fortunate in that your passion actually not only bring, brings you a, a sense of satisfaction, but you've been able to make money off of your passion, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I think there's this part of me, this kind of realist. Uh, maybe even pessimistic part of me that thinks to myself, when is it time to put the passion aside? Is there a time? Is mm -hmm. there a time that you have to put this passion aside and deal with real world situation? Maybe your pr passion is not feeding you or your family. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you've been hit hard with some adulting situations 
where you honestly can't pursue this passion. Um, is there a time where you have to put your passion aside? So, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead, decoder. Sure. <laughs> All right. I want to see how I'm explaining. All right. So, so one, um, I, I have, I am not making money on my passion. So that, I want that to be clear. Oh, my friend. Oh, my friend. Um, <laughs> Yeah. No, uh, no checks here, please. Know, I, like I said, I've been, I've been working. I'm, so I'm, I'm 43. That's an exclusive you got there. I'm 43. I'm working until I'm 13 years old, right? Um, nonstop. And these things funded a lot of my my um, my passions um, and passions of a lot of friends. Uh, up until this last uh, situation with HBO, the use of Hawkins film. Um, so you know, I I would definitely go on record to say I, I have not made a living wage off of off of film. So that's number one. Um, the thing with me, and I think because of all the things I just said, you know, prior, um, how people see me and what they applaud for whatever reason is that I have no choice. I, I have no I have no choice. There's, there's no, you know, what if I don't I got to do? It, it, there's just, there's just no choice with with me personally. Right. I, I don't even understand. And I have friends that, that I grew up with and we rode a train together and stuff like that, whatever, did a lot of things together that might have not been good. And one of them asked me, like, how do you, how you do it? And I'm like, I don't have a choice. Right. What am I going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to explode. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, Nipsey, you know, the, the late, great Nipsey Hustle, who definitely helped me through a lot of um, these roadblocks the past few years. Um, he had a, a line which... Uh, he says, it's either that or blow my brains out, is what he said, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not saying that that's not where I'm at with it, but it was that, that same type of, like, what are you talking about, not do? Right, what, right. What, what does that mean, you know, not do? You know, and mind you that nine to fives aren't even promised. So even if I want to have a living wage with my art, right, mm -hmm. how am I going to survive, you know, in two years? You know, right now I have no job. How am I going to survive if I don't do this? What else could I do? You know, I done, I done dropped out of college. You know what I'm saying? I done, what, what am I going to do? And, and I'm an older model, right? I'm in my 40s. And they have a new model turning out every day, doing right. what, I, what I do. You know what I'm saying? Sharper, faster, stronger, whatever. So how, how could I stop? You know, either I'm going to starve, I'm going to um, trip and bump my head or something, or am <laughs> I going, I'm going to explode, mm, right? Great. I'm going to explode. And I think... If a person, and here I sound, I said that, that didn't sound, it, didn't, it don't feel fly neither, right? So if a person, you know, if you don't have that, that's okay. If you want to go and find that, I think that it, it's, um, it, it comes from within deeply understanding where you are, you know, in your life at this point, right? right? And it also could take, we said the 20s, and I think um, one of you started out, the podcast was talking about, following passions as an adult and so even though we're you know decoding adulthood i think that if you maybe want to find a lost passion it really takes for you to review the images that you received as a child mm -hmm, right? right so w when i was a child i wanted to be an architect you know and, and maybe the two of you had you know different you know goals and and i think might might be you know worthy to look back at or the listening, the listening audience to look back at when I was a child, what was it? What was it and why was it? And and perhaps that dream might be your passion, you know, but but again, I just don't personally throw the word passion loosely. 
um, it's it's really a burning, mm-hmm. right? And um, and again, I just, I just really hate that money has to be so much a part of it. But you know, everything is real. Right. Um, America is not the the place for <laughs> for passions. You used to say it was Paris or whatever, you know. <laughs> but you know, they say starving artists for a reason. Right. You know what I'm saying? Why I got out there painting? He not making no money. Mm-hmm. I just got to cut his ear off. He don't know because it's it's a, it's a passion, right? Right. So it's the I thing think that, that yeah. um, I think I think the last thing about that is that because I certainly don't want to be flipping about people who want to have a passion, right? Is um, try things, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Try things and learn things and come out of your these comfort things zone. Might right? They they might awaken within you. You might have some latent things going on inside that that weren't unlocked because you might not be viewing nor reading or hearing, you know, the right things. Like when I heard about, you know, Amadou Diallo, you know, that that was it for me, you know, or Anthony Baez, whatever. So there's certain things that you might hear that might unlock who you are as far as the spirit of your ancestors, right? And, and then that's where that's going to come from, right? So like I said, you know, I had, you know, griots in, in my uh, in my family, right? In older generations, I had warrior healers. That's the same thing. Warrior healers, the same thing. You know, in my family for generations, and and so my passions don't come from me whatsoever, right? They mm. they were predicted of me through, you know, the the line. Mm. So once you look at to see who you were as a child and the things that you wanted as a child, right? What were you always doing as a child? Then it's like, okay, well, tell me about grandpa or, or you know, mom. What was you? You know, what 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 is it, this this thing that your family line was trying to get out, but due right. to, you know, imperialism or white supremacy, or, you know, whatever it is, poverty, they, they could not get out. Right. And there you might find that passion. But, you know, again, education is a, is a very big part of that. You might hear something like, oh, oh, that clicks. Oh, I, I'm on this now. You yeah. know, I'm on this now. And, and yeah, now my, my, uh, my job is suffering a little bit, but I'm on this now. I might got to do a podcast or something like that. Stop reading our diary. Stop reading our diary, Victorious. Got to do a podcast. Talking about I don't got no passion. What y'all talking about? <laughs> but it's it's That's a risk. It's true though. Like I think you're you're exactly right in terms of like, um, I think one recognizing why it's important. Mm-hmm. That's step one. If someone's sitting out there listening and going, well. I'd love to pursue a passion or, you know, what does that even mean? I think one, to me, uh, if I had to do steps, I'd say step one, sit and think about why that's even important to you. Because in finding this passion, you'll find the purpose that'll drive it, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, or the the thing that will, will help you to develop that, you know, um, into the area that you're looking at, you know, and I think finding the tools to do that or finding that burning, as Victorious puts it, is something that you can have, you will have to do some digging inside yourself to figure out, you know, to, and it's, it's great. It's great reflection, you know, like, well, one, what was I interested in as a child? What was the thing that I just couldn't get enough of, Mm -hmm. you know, and why did I let that go? And, you know, and like you also said, Victoria, you know, pursuing the passion, the thing that you're passionate about may not be the thing that's going to make you money. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be. Those two are mutually exclusive. You can have a passion that is something that feeds into you that doesn't, it, 
And and the goal of it doesn't have to be I'm gonna make money. Right. It's gonna be I'm going to go from existing to living. Right. You know, to thriving. And that because, mothering. Yeah, because of that burning right. feeling that you have inside of you that says, you know, this is just something I have to get out. This is something I cannot let go. This is something that, you know, at the very least, it makes me feel like a whole person. Right. It makes me just feel a like a reason I, for living. Yeah, it, it gives me a reason to not just get up and go to work and talk about hump day and to say things like I'm here. <laughs> right. You know. And you know, it's it's you know, it brings us back to where we are in our society. This this quarantine time, this time of COVID, it also forces us to have almost too much time <laughs> to think about those types of things, right? Because mm-hmm. when you're going through the day-to-day and you're looking at the four walls of your house and I think these thoughts are seeping into your mind. Like, what what is my reason right now? What is my reason for living? What is my reason for pushing through this? You know, what is the burning that I have to to keep going, mm-hmm. right? And, um, and Victoria said it for me. Um, I, for me mothering is my passion for right now. That is, that is something that took a long time for me to realize. I think that's, that's my reason for living. So everything that gives me life right now, or everything that I have to do, if it interferes with my mothering, Mm -hmm. or if it takes away from that, or if it diminishes that part of me, I'm willing to let it go, let it go, <laughs> let it go mm-hmm. because everything that I want to be amazing in is mothering, you know, and mm-hmm. those three kids coming out, you know, great human beings, having amazing lives that that's what drives me right now. And, you know, in listening to victorious, it also forces me to say, how do I develop people who are passionate about life as well. I want Mm. them to be passionate. You know, I almost don't want them to have the view that I had. Right. Right. In that passion is something that's kind of like, you know, kind of like aloof and selfish. Mm -hmm. I want them to have that feeling of, you know, being passionate about something, mastering a skill that they're going to now turn into bettering the world, bettering their community, bettering themselves. So I, I really love um, hearing you talk about that, Victorious. That, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, so we have a question for that we like to ask our guests. Um, okay. <laughs> you're like, okay, hold up. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a pretty simple, easy question. No. Is it um, though? Is it? <laughs> No, nothing big. Okay. So what, what advice would you give your younger self on the topic of following your passion? What would you want to know? Um, what would younger Victorious want to know or should know? Uh, just don't quit. Mm. Don't quit. I quit a lot of things, you know, in my past is don't, don't quit, you know, keep it up. I agree. I mean, I think if, because I think, like you said, if you if you say to yourself, this is something that I absolutely have to do, you have to tell the stories that you tell in your films. You have to get those messages out in your film. 
I think that quitting would be the number one, would be the worst thing to do because then, like you said, what do you do with that feeling? Mm -hmm. And even if you don't know if that's the, even if you're not quite at a burning, but you do know that that's something that you are absolutely, um, it's something that you, you feel like you have to do or something that you really want to pursue, you know, quitting is definitely not going to get you there. And it's not going to help you to become the person that you're looking to become by following that particular passion. Right. So we want to well, throw it well, out. Well, <laughs> well, I, yeah. I, I, wanted, I wanted to add on because as you were speaking, Perlene, I just had another thought. Because mm -hmm. um, I, I remember like, I, I have scripts in my my seventh grade journal, you know, mm -hmm. uh, school. I, I wrote scripts and I have photos of me as a teenager with the camera and a video camera in my hand, you know? Wow. And I look at those photos and I'm like, dad, like I could have been doing this for the past 20 years or, mm -hmm. or, or more, you know? And, and, you know, but I just didn't, it wasn't nurtured. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Um, and beyond quitting, I would tell myself like, like you're the one, mm -hmm. right? Cause I spent a, a lot of years thinking that my, my greatness would be tied into fueling the passion of others. Mm. And it's not, you know, until the past maybe five, six years that I made an agreement with myself and the universe to be the one, mm. right? So I would have told myself, like, nah, you're the one, it's you. You know, as some friends, some real friends, you know, told me, like, nah, it's you. And right. I'm like, nah, nah, you know, I'm gonna help, you know, Jack and Jill. And then it'll be me type of thing, you know, and, and drain my resources um, and dampened, you know, my my passion um, and told myself that that the passion and mission was to help other people's passion, you know, all the while forgetting, you know, um, myself. So thankfully, it did build some social equity, you know, but I would have told myself like, nah, it's you. And I would have done that a lot earlier. I love that. Yeah, that's that's simple. And stay in school. Stay in school, kids. And stay in school. <laughs> <laughs> stay in school. <laughs> so, decoders, we want to throw it back to you. Um, we want to hear about your passion. Um, what is your passion? Um, have you discovered your passion yet? Have you been living out your passion all this time? Um, we want to know what your views are about living out your passion and what that means to you. So. Um, we want to thank Victorious for being with us today. Yes. You've so, provided great insight. For sure. For me. Oh, yeah. And let the people know what you're working on, where they can find you, everything about you, because you're amazing. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, so my name is Victorious DeCosta, D-E-C-O-S-T-A. And you can, I hate to say you can duck, duck, go me. I don't, I don't like Google. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, on, I'm just on, you know, all of the social media places, you know, from uh, Facebook to Clubhouse. And um, right now, a film that I produced, Yusuf Hawkins, Storm Over Brooklyn, is on HBO Max and wherever you can find HBO. And one thing that I am working on is a short film called Ring the Alarm. And it, it, it's about the uh, untold crisis of black and brown children and suicide. And yeah, so that's what we're working on today. Thank you. Wow. Thank Amazing. you. Thank you for being with us today. I, oh man, I really, 
I really am taking a lot away from this conversation. Um, again, decoders, let us know what you think and you know where you can reach us. But Perlene's going to remind you, you can email us at <laughs> adultingdecoded at gmail.com. And hit us up on Facebook at well, I'm on Facebook yet. I'm sorry. Instagram. <laughs> Girl, why you keep adding things for me to do? right. Instagram. I'm, I'm still going to do the website, guys. I promise. Oh, we're right. on Instagram at adulting.decoded. <laughs> Let us know what you're thinking about this conversation. We welcome all thoughts and let's be adults about it. Let's have discussion. Thanks, decoders.